Welcome back to another episode of New Age Podcast. My name is Charles. And my name is Ariel. And today we have another episode for you guys, which honestly we have been recording this last month, but we <laughs> never get the videos out on time and the content we bring is officially outdated. So you guys will be seeing this officially and um, hold me accountable. What's Thursday? Thursday, t- Thursday, next Thursday. This cut this Thursday. What's this Thursday? This past Thursday. No, what's this week Thursday? Dude? Oh, so that's, that's what I'm asking. Okay. The twenty fourth. Okay. You guys will be seeing this on the twenty fourth. Hold of me March. accountable. Of <laughs> February. <laughs> Hold me of accountable. February, if you don't, but trust me, you guys will see this. And from now on, you guys will see at least updated information every single week. Maybe late a few days because we do upload daily clips afterwards. But at least for the time up, it is of a it is that week's current information and content going on but then how you been man pretty good very busy with work and jumping into new things valentine's and Mm, yeah handle everything as well but been chilling all right you ready to jump right in let's do it all right so first up we got a video and this one caught me by surprise and i've never seen a video advertised so much um especially for showtime i've never seen a documentary for showtime be advertised advertised so much but this one actually has a whopping what is that two million views Mm -hmm. for a showtime documentary i don't even think anyone really knows about showtime anymore it dropped february 1st about two and a half million views as Dario mentioned, and it is called Everything's Gonna Be All White. Not all right, all white. I did see the first episode as a as a discretion right now. I did see the first episode, and I would put this as a viewer's discretion advice. Um, it says it right off in the beginning. Um, it could be very offensive, but let's just see our reaction. Let's try to see if we'll break down the video real quick. most about white people is when they pretend like they're the victim. (laughs) I told you. (laughs) What's also annoying is when they, you know, when they kill us. What is fragile about whiteness when everything has been constructed around it? Every part of who I am has been distorted or criminalized. It's really just a bunch of white lies. Patriots, you're ridiculous. One of the definitions of American whiteness is ignorance. White people, we are not your problem. You are. Should white people today feel any responsibility for slavery? <laughs> Hell yeah. White Jesus or black Jesus? Jesus. I don't stop right there. I feel like they've already given a lot of information to where... As long as you're pushing this open-mindedly, you could see it and you could be like, you know, they bring a point. And at least within this trailer alone, they're showing you clips to where you're like, you know, like that, that point of time, you know, it makes sense. I mean, I don't know if you want to throw something in there real quick. I'm very mixed on this. I'll save my opinions for the end. It's not white. Think of geography. Ain't no way Jesus walked around with blonde hair and blue eyes. White culture fears the end of the world. For us as native people, the end of the world already happened like multiple times. Symbols and monuments, these are mementos of racism. Bring that statue down. 
What about TCBY yogurt or something? Everybody can get behind. <laughs> the truth has to be told about history. We have to make sure that these stories are told from our perspective. There's always hope, you know what I'm saying? We don't give up. It's about obliterating systemic and institutionalized racism. This is a wild place, y'all. It's a wild place. I know Harriet and Frederick be up there just like, what is they gonna do? All right, well, I've already seen the first episode of this. Um, I was gonna make it a goal to watch the entire thing, but I got caught up in my own schedule. So I only made time to at least watch just one episode. I did see the first episode of this. I didn't just go based off the trailer of this because you know about this about me. Like when I see something and I'm like, oh, hell no about something. I at least go give it a try. Um, just so I don't sound like majority. Mm-hmm. I get the concept. Um, I get the agenda and i understand maybe the intention behind but the way that first episode was delivered it <laughs> let's just say this if there's two million and a half views and only three thousand likes i think that speaks a lot itself I think Justin Bieber's video has more likes, a baby one. <laughs> but it's 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 just a thing of like, oh my gosh, at this moment, dude. How do you say? So imagine if we saw a video and it was a trailer like this, and the beginning from the jump, it said, warning, this may trigger Mexican people. Oh my gosh, the controversy that will blow up in the air. How dare they say that? Or, oh, warning, this may trigger Asian people. This may trigger black people. I don't think that'll be aired on a TV channel like Showtime. Because it's not like this is a YouTube doc. This is legit TV, Showtime. And I, I kid you not, I saw the first episode. I tried to see it through, which I did see it through. And there's a lot of good points they made up. Uh, they made and there was just so many different things though where you know how I feel about complainers and I get it I do get it but also come from a household with moral values that were much more raised on when you live in the past you keep complaining about the past and again I'm not discrediting anything about history I am not whatsoever I'm just pointing out that everything it just it just seems so if there was a show which there probably was back then to be honest there probably was but the problem i have with this show is this will not be okay today if it was any other race but it's okay because it's white people that's my part that kind of like itches at me wrong Cause that just shows like dude what, what times are we in today man <laughs> now it's like a big thing that we're, you know it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be on tv that yeah fuck white people what <laughs> and it's it's just like dude it's not even united states of america it's just states of america that's the only reason it's like, it's like i just don't think this this type of thing helps today 
I think it just divides us more. I mean, we already got divided over COVID. Mm. More divided than we've ever been. We're still getting more divided because of like politics. And we're still getting more divided because of, um, I will say, because of activist reasons. Now we're getting divided over cancel culture. We're getting divided over everything, dude. And it's just like, and the reason why I'm, I'm, I'm saying it like this and the reason why I'm saying this is wrong to be so divided is because of the fact that imagine like this if i ever wanted to let's say we're we're businesses i'm walmart your target okay now at target i heard rumors that your guys's stock is depreciating because you guys don't know how to manage your business together in the corporate office as walmart i'm thinking in my head oh I don't even have to worry about taking them down. They're going to take themselves down. Then I'm going to swoop in, take the majority of their consumers, create three times the product because they can't even manage to do that themselves, and then clear Target off the map. I just think that's how every other country is looking at America today. They're literally thinking in their head, we could take down one of the history's most strongest nations military-wise because of the fact that they're doing it to themselves. They're, they're, they're breaking themselves down. This is so easy for us. Like we could swoop in, there's a movie called Red Dawn and I think it's very much realistic to happen where it's basically uh, these other two countries or basically countries that are common enemies of America that always have been together aligned because America has already broken itself down. They, and then they actually take over. I don't know, maybe I'm thinking a little bit too far, thinking a little bit too extreme, but at the same time, Reality of war is real, and war always starts by manipulating the enemy to create the enemy to become an enemy to itself. Sun Tzu, art of war. That's my opinions, uh, but I do get at least the context of bringing out a point of view that isn't spoken about. I do get that part, but I don't think this is the time for that. All right. I feel like you make a, you make a fair point because for myself, I was getting this this advertisement on YouTube quite often, and then I mentioned to you this, and uh, the first time I saw it, uh, I was kind of just letting my phone sit to the side, and I was listening in, and I was like, "Huh, like this sounds kind of interesting." In the sense of, why am I getting this kind of ad? You know. Mm-hmm. Because nowadays every little ad is gestured either to one search that you've made or to something. Oh, they got crazy stuff on that. Go ahead. So, so I was like, so to me, like the first time I was kind of like, I was curious to see what this was about, but at the same time to see, to understand why YouTube would think of recommending me or at least putting this as an ad towards me, and um, it basically got very repetitive because every other ad was was this and you know like you said i mean it, it's it's depicting a different perspective for sure mm-hmm. i haven't looked into the episodes i haven't seen anything so at least just from the trailer itself i can understand that it's trying to depict different perspective uh, perspectives but at the same time just how you said it like it's just at this point we're just kind of fighting like our own selves and it's not helping anyone. Mm. No one's it's benefit. not helping yeah. anyone like in, in America. The US, in yeah, America. Well, yeah. Other countries I might benefit. Just, exactly. <laughs> but I mean to me it's just 
I just feel like this is another one of those shows where it's high risk mm-hmm. with possible high reward or high risk with high like failure and high high damage. So you know, to me, there's not much more to say than what you've already said. But besides, you know, this is going to be a tricky one. It's going to be interesting. I decided to see what how this is doing on like all the critics reviews, all that kind of stuff. And I'm at least glad that there are some people who are basically literally putting in the comments on Rotten Tomatoes and other places like give this one percent, give this the lowest, give this the lowest amount of stars because we cannot encourage this. So that at least I found very interesting because even when I went to many different websites, you found that comment a lot. And me curious, I'll look at their profile pictures because I want to know, is this like all white people basically saying this or is this like really a mix? Basically, people just collectively saying this, this we we don't need right now. And it was collectively like I'm going based off of just picture alone. I'm Mm -hmm. just literally going based off of how their picture looks. There's one looked Hispanic. There's about like, like, I think like kind of 20 different women who look Hispanic about 32 different women who look black and about I'll say about uh 42 women who look white because mostly realistically like older women leave reviews like guys don't we don't <laughs> we don't take the time to do that but like maybe a few guys i think i saw but it was it was majority women mm-hmm. but i was like okay i wanted to, to to be sure at least on the part for that it wasn't just like a whole like white people being like against this no it was it was collectively mature women who who knew this wasn't the right who knew this wasn't good for the timing we're in right now? Bad timing for one right now. But I mean, I think we basically tackled on that one. Uh, what was the other thing we had next? I think that one you could explain. Oh, no, no, no. So I don't know if you heard, but there's been a lot of controversy with Joe Rogan. And uh, you're not familiar with this podcast, right? Okay, so Joe Rogan, um, I will consider him essential to today because in the world of like, politics and all that kind of stuff he's been so far the most neutral person like you throw him any direction of the spectrum he's gonna always land in the middle which is essential because you kind of need someone like him who's very open-minded and is willing to conversate about things that people won't conversate and conversate about the things people are conversating on and there's been a lot of controversy over him specifically with spotify as a recent guest neil young who was he was gonna be a guest but he said he did not want to be on spotify because joe rogan's platform spreads misinformation on covid and then later on some other joey lady and what's crazy is that spotify stock dropped about 12 percent um and i didn't think like an artist like neil young like an old guy artist apparently had 12 percent worth of music on spotify which i found crazy <laughs> uh and then from there it turned into a controversy of him saying the n-word um and a collective clips and then it it turned into what you're about to see right now doctor i'm a f-ing moron and i'm a cage fighting commentator who's a dirty stand-up comedian <laughs> these mandates of an experimental vaccine are explicitly illegal misinformation about the pandemic about COVID-19 and about the vaccines has been a risk factor for more disease and death throughout this entire pandemic and when it's spreading on a big platform like that unchecked it does create a sense of false balance and people don't know what to believe so they'll believe the misinformation instead of the public health guidances.
I am going to do my best in the future to uh, balance things out. I'm going to do my best. But my point of doing this is always just to create interesting conversations and ones that I hope people enjoy. So if I pissed you off, I'm sorry. And uh, if you enjoy the podcast, thank you. I think his apology was a non-apology and he just made excuses for him spreading misinformation. Boy, that he's a n***er and starts calling them n***ers or There should be a word like n***er. That's our n***er. certainly thought it would be easier. Because I thought they would go, okay, take her off. All right, go ahead, take her off. And then I had to fight to get it off, too. I'm still in a fight to get it off. You listen, we get 0.003 to 0.005% of a penny. Now, I know that to most people, there's no context where a white person is ever allowed to say that word, never mind publicly on a podcast. And I agree with that now. I haven't said it in years, but for a long time, when I would bring that word up, like if it would come up in conversation and stay, instead of saying the N word, I would just say the word. I thought as long as it was in context, people would understand what I was doing. But whenever you're in a situation where you have to say, I'm not racist, you f***ed up. And I clearly have f***ed up. So, um, quick glance, so you at least are kind of caught up, basically, with what's going on with Joe Rogan. Again, um, also a small detail on what he meant by the context, and the 70 episodes that got removed were basically the 70 episodes where that word was said, mixed with COVID information, where he was talking about COVID. Um, those are the ones that got removed, on top of the fact that something that people didn't realize, but then again, it's, it's a good point that that word shouldn't be used at all. Um, where those words were actually him quoting and saying different things. When he was quoting, whether it's a book or a movie, he was quoting. Um, but again, what's your opinions? I don't know. I just feel like there's there's a lot of things that depending on which side you choose to be, either way he's in the hot seat. Mm-hmm. Either way, you know, things have been done, things have been said. To where controversy controversy has sparked, and that that's that's the one thing, especially with with the whole using that word, is if you if there is no context, immediately you're thrown under the bus. Mm-hmm. Immediately, like no need to do research, nothing. You're you said it. There's a recording of you saying it. That's it, right? So, I mean, I can try and understand how. His, from his perspective, he's trying to portray whether it was the book, whether you know whatever mm-hmm. it is he was quoting, to go along and say it. But at the same time, like, the, the, there's still gonna be people, there's still gonna be people out there who will be like, no, that he still said the word, you know, whether it's the hard R, whether it's the other one, it's just either way, like you're saying the word. So it's just him being in the hot seat and. And 
to his apologies, I mean, personally, his, his apologies didn't sound like apologizing. He just, it sounded, it sounded like he realized the situation, mentioned what was going on within the situation, and was like, I'll try and do better. But if you did enjoy it, like, thank you. Because then at that point, it's like, you're trying to apologize, you're trying to make up for what's going on, whether it's controversy or not. And then you hit him with the thank you, and he kind of just throws everything else out the, out the way. That's how I'm taking it. Mm-hmm. And as for the COVID stuff, like, I'm not gonna lie, at this point, everything's misinformation. Yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> everything. That, literally, because <laughs> everything, I don't even trust the CDC anymore. And, and, and that's the thing. And that's why I'm, I'm like, okay, so there was an X amount of, what was it, doctors, right? Mm-hmm. That, that signed a petition saying that that was misinformation. But then when for, uh, COVID first hit, and they were launching the vaccines and everything. Doctors didn't want to get them themselves, but they were passing them out to all the, all the people. So it's like, so who exactly is in the right and who's in the wrong? Mm-hmm. And now, if he's having someone who's trying to give out information, at this point, you can't tell if he's if he's giving true information or false, because at this point, doctors are still not wanting to get the vaccine themselves. That's why there were so many doctors and nurses that ended up getting like losing their positions or leaving mm-hmm. because. They were like, you know, they were trying to force them to get it. So it's like, so exactly who's giving the misinformation at this point? Right. So that's why to me, I was kind of like, well, yes, he's having someone as a guest and they're just sparking conversation. You know, luckily, I guess because, you know, I, I haven't seen the episode or anything, but just going off from what the guy's background is or whatever kind of led to the conversation of COVID. And from there, they just. You know, the gentleman gave out information. But yeah, I just, I don't know at this point who's the one giving misinformation. Is it the doctors or is it, you know, the, the gentleman that had that go against them for that same reason? So to me, it's just like either way, I'm still not going to like, I don't want to say care, but to me, it's just kind of like, oh, well, it's something new I can hear. But at the same time, who knows if I'll choose to believe it or not. No, I want to add a few uh, different details for anyone that probably doesn't know um, anything to, to catch up. So the biggest controversial one, which actually caused the Neil Young guy to want to leave. And therefore that later Neil Young then turned to this artist. And then the the whole clip of him saying the N word popped up from uh, it's like Ariel something. Uh, she's she's an older artist. Mm-hmm. Um, the one who was speaking this thing that she got like point zero zero five. Yeah, her um it all started with neil young then went on and then from there it's like oh let's cancel joe rogan um and i have like three controversies over this one is i can't stand cancel culture i can't stand like erasing something everyone's built i can't i can't stand taking away um something someone's built over time simply because of something they said back then um when back then in all honesty if we're being real, back then it wasn't as sensitive as it is now. So that's why it was a little bit more allowed. It was a little bit more laxed. So like, it's like one of those things where it's like, when it comes to certain things, it's like who hasn't stepped in a little bit of dirt in their entire life? You had to. That's how you learn. That's how you grow. So it's like when you limit people and try to cancel them, you're not letting them grow. You're stopping that process. Then my second thing is... Um, I'm with you. Everything's misinformation about COVID nowadays. Like, dude, it was like all of a sudden in California, it was like, you must wear a mask. And then it was like, 
oh yeah, we don't need masks anymore as long as you're vaccinated. And then it's like, oh, now you gotta be vaccinated and have a mask. And then it's like, now it's like vaccinated booster and then no mask. It's like, dude, I just, it's it's like, how do you say it? It's like sending a soldier to war, but not training them. Shit's gonna go all over. Shit, shit's gonna hit the, shit's gonna hit the fan, right? Is that what they say? Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, it's just gonna go everywhere. They're gonna tell this soldier, you need a duck. Then the other soldier's gonna be over there like saying, no, you need to shoot, you get me? You can't give, you can't throw people in the middle of a battle. And I get if we're thrown in the battle, if I get if we're thrown in the middle of a battlefield, then just don't throw so many instructions, so many things. Cause then at that point, it becomes false information the moment it doesn't line up with what it was supposed to be. And then for the third one, I think he's essential, man. Uh, he brings on so many different guests. I think his platform has by far the biggest wide range of guests. He's like thousand something episodes in. He's been doing this before it became a thing. He's the one who made video podcasts over YouTube a thing. Um, and then to just attack him suddenly for all these different things of his past it's like this man's 50 something he had a long life a long life ahead of what today's time is so something to calm on the past i guarantee you anyone who's in his age around that time really didn't care because it was in the context of something so i don't know i just i told you man i, I lose hope slowly day by day <laughs> but then i gain i gain bits of hope but then i get Back to the same round. <laughs> but no, I, I think he's very essential. I think um, for people who have something against him, I say give him a try, um, you know, rather than this information about him. Actually, give him a try. Like, listen, because he, he shares a lot of intellect, especially young men. He was the first alternative for young men self-help, realistically. Women had The View. They had Oprah. They had The Windy Show. No, men had nothing. Joe Rogan came around. The men had Joe Rogan. So he's essential. Cancel culture sucks. Um, but I do understand at least the small bits of controversy. But at the same time, on the whole COVID misinformation for his platform, everything's misinformation nowadays. Nothing has yet to be confirmed. They haven't even confirmed if it came from a bat. So far now, it's being slowly confirmed that it came from a lab and it was human made. Dude, nothing's confirmed. So it's like, don't call nothing misinformation if nothing's confirmed yet. Mm. All we know is for sure. You can get it. That's it. On better news, though, with how you were speaking about it earlier, and, and you know, it's actually within Joe Brogan, is, um, so I have a TikTok. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so I might as well just throw it in right now. And it's about an episode of with Joe Rogan and Elon Musk. Now, I'll play with you guys. I'll play for, I'll play it for you guys right now. But, um, Honestly, I just personally, like, if this can get done and it can get, get done properly, this will be a huge change in, in all of humanity at this mm-hmm. point with, you know, what's able to what's able to happen from here. And we can talk about this afterwards as well, because I know you have you, you mentioned something that Elon Musk has also been oh, yeah, working yeah. on before. So let me just play this for you guys real quick. If someone ultimately does get a Neuralink installed, what will take place? What exactly is it? Basically, it implanted in your skull. Uh, take out a chunk of skull, replace, put the Neuralink device in there. In principle, fix almost anything that is wrong with the brain. So it could be something that uh, you know helps cure eyesight, like give you returns your eyesight, even if you've like lost your optic nerve. Like really? Could, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hearing, so yeah, could. Um, restore limb functionality 
So if you've got uh, somebody who's a quadriplegic to full functionality, like they can walk around, you know. Well, yeah. So maybe slightly better. Slightly better. Uh, over time, yes. And you wouldn't even know that somebody has fixing any kind of brain injury. When it comes to technology like that, I'm either scared or I'm I'm excited. <laughs> I think I'm a never in between. It's one of the two. Both, but yes, it's never in between. It's either scared or excited. Mm. I mean, just think about it, man. Like being able to cure like so many different things because you know there's so many tragic things that happen in life, whether it's natural disasters that affect people within mm. those natural disasters or just. You know, natural born, certain like you know, certain ways and everything. Like, there's, if if Elon is able to get this done, it will change the life of so many different people, starting or already going through it, and be and, and basically just give them an opportunity to to experience something that they lost or they never were able to have, you know, to to begin with. So to me, like this just sounds dope. Uh, Obviously, at this point, one thing you want to ask is, how much is it going to cost? Because the whole surgery and yeah. and everything, you know, like it's it's going to be a very pretty penny. But at the same time, if, the, if 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 this is able to work out, then I wouldn't be surprised if he already has like a line or if he already has people like already saying, you know, like I want it, I want in. You know, like I will be one of your test subjects. I will be your guinea pig. I want in. You know, that's the part I mean, it's scary. You have to test it on a human and keep in mind the brain's the most critical part of the body. Your brain's more critical than your heart. Your heart could actually keep pumping for a cool about three minutes, I believe, after your after as long as your brain's still functioning. But if your brain functions, everything's done. So I don't know. That part just scares me because the fact that it's going attached to the brain. You're sending if your life away. Something happens or let's just say it's all good for like a year or two. You get me. And then later on small bugs viruses things are happening to teslas right now that people are starting to get mad at, about it's like what if that happens like like someone just fucking dies just randomly right mm. there like i don't know it's just it's cool it's very cool it's very innovative and it's very helpful because there are a lot of people who'd want to walk again and there are a lot of people who'd want to see and a lot of people want to hear again um so now that part is very helpful but the the scary part is how do we gear Excuse me. How do we guarantee this is gonna work? And how many trials through humans are we gonna have to go through? Mm -hmm. Or what are we going through exactly to test? Because again, that's just the scary part because it's like, it's like uh, I don't know. It's it's cool though. It's very cool, and uh, the objective behind it is great. And if it works out well, maybe Sunday we could move on to like laser eyes and shit like that. I don't know, but hey, if, Superman. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone can do it, it's Elon for sure. Yeah, and, that, and that's the thing is like it's it's amazing, but it's also scary just the amount of progress we've made with tech, with tech in ten years, and everything in general, yeah. ten twenty years of it's insane. Because I mean, I mean, tech can be thrown into any any aspect realistically. Because you know, in this case, he's throwing tech into like healthcare, health reasoning. So it's not just luxury items. It's not just devices, vehicles. Like you know, like tech is now being thrown into you know just everyone's minds with healthcare stuff being able to 
you know, look through for through COVID and look at all the diseases and everything, figure out what exactly is coming from. Like, like there's so much advancement from tech within these past few years that it's amazing, but it's also scary because who knows how far we can get and who knows what's going to happen from there. I will say this, though. If it comes to technology in anyone's hands, I trust it in his hands because he has proof of concept. And not just that, like Elon Musk, he hasn't, like Bill Gates comes off as kind of sus when it comes to like technology like this. Mark Zuckerberg comes off as sus. But Elon Musk, this guy paid like more taxes than any president, all presidents in US history combined. You gotta trust this guy. He's not here to be like some type of crazy person taking over the world. He doesn't have those goals. He doesn't even wanna take over this world. He wants to go to Mars. He doesn't care about this world. He wants to go to Mars. It's just like if if anyone was gonna do this kind of tech, that's this that's this much of a risk. I will feel more confident being in his hands. Like this, this guy's a goat, man. Mm-hmm. But besides that one, um, it looks like yeah, this shit in Spanish. <laughs> oh, so yeah, I found, I found the article in Spanish. Hold on, let me change that for you. It's cool. It's so cool. It's cool. You can't read. Okay, you know? okay, okay. I could have read it anyways. I mean, either way, it's it's it's, it's, oh, it's, it's we're just talking about anyways. Yeah. So Super Bowl. Halftime show. 2022. Mm-hmm. So just happened. Um, you know, our main topic was to talk about the halftime show, but just because we feel like we can dive more deeper into that than the game itself. Mm. I mean, I personally didn't watch it. I didn't get a chance to watch, but I just yeah. the LA one. Mm-hmm. But um, so six stars, right? Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, 50 Cent, Eminem, Kendrick, and... Her her name Mary is Mary J. Blige. Yeah, yeah, so she's she's the one I'm still trying to remember. But six stars, and this was supposed to be um, catered towards the like the rap kind of community. Community, exactly. Now, I want to get your opinions with anything, everything you want to say, whether it's like location, style of genre, how, you know, how do you think it went? What's on your mind? We kind of discussed this before, and I'm going to jump straight to it, dude. Um, This is a Super Bowl with L.A. playing. In L.A., I felt that if there was a time to capitalize on throwing in Hispanic artists into the Super Bowl, it would have been that time. Um, I think they could have had a adjusted lineup for the Super Bowl. For example, Eminem, he had one song, Lose Yourself, and that was by far the most hype the crowd got. He did good on his song selection. I think Eminem should be given another song because Eminem is both in the back for the old people, so he's very much in the, he he makes music that re- that's relevant to people in the past, as well as music midway, as well as music for new people now. Snoop Dogg, he's outdated in my opinion. I think Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre together should have just had one song. And they had 50 Cent surprise appearance. I think 50 Cent should have jumped in with them and they split the time for one song into half. Kendrick, Kendrick's dope, but I, wrong song. This is Super Bowl. People can't really dance. You got to get them hyped. They got to get hyped. We going to be all right. Like that's a cool song to listen in the car, in your earbud, but for performance, for people who don't know your music, I think Humble was a better way to go. It's much more hyped it's much more audience engaged you could do a huge performance fireworks all that kind of stuff with that kind of beat mary j blige 
my only thing with her is you already have people who people could like reference back to then you have no one in this entire lineup that's very current for people today i mean young today like little tiktokers basically people argue what about kendrick and eminem i think kendrick and eminem is more our age i don't think kendrick and eminem are like 12 year old 13 14 15 15 like like okay yeah more than likely but 12 13 14 i don't think so so mary j blotch is very much like for people 20 to 30 even above i think she could be replaced with a musical artist who raps and is young today works well with the young crowd Doja Cat, I think would be a prime pick because of the fact that you have Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre on one song. You have Doja Cat take a moment separating from them, goes on to Doja Cat. Boom, crowd would explode. She's got hella hits that that are honestly tunable for everybody. And then boom, you jump straight to Eminem. I know you jump straight to Kendrick. Then you jump to Eminem. And then maybe they could have all got on a track together. Now, that was if it was that lineup. Now, let's say we took a Hispanic turn because it's L.A. L.A. is full of Hispanics, dude. If there's a time to show appreciation to the Hispanic community as well as a time to embrace the Hispanic community and do it in the home of Hispanics, L.A., if we're being honest, we're the highest population here in L.A. In SoCal alone, we are the highest. It would have been this time because we're not. it's going to be a while to be a Super Bowl in L.A. again. And I think you could have people like Bad Bunny, man. You could have Daddy Yankee for the older people. You get me? Like, I feel like this could have been a time to show appreciation for the Hispanic community that hasn't been shown in Super Bowl before. We've never seen a, a his, well, we've seen small features like J-Lo, but we haven't seen like a full lineup of Hispanic artists at a Super Bowl. And I do think the time to do that is LA. It's LA, man. Los Angeles. You could have done Los Angeles Azules. <laughs> Bro, like, just imagine, you know? Like, mm. when you looked at the crowd that night, it was a lot of Hispanic people there, dude. And people may argue it's football, not football. So, <laughs> but either way, dude, I know, I know a lot of people would have been excited if they had someone like Bad Bunny. He would have got the entire crowd hyped, for sure. You would could have thrown in Dad Yankee for a cool throwback. Everyone would have been excited seeing mm-hmm. Dad Yankee, Bad Bunny. I should say a young female artist like you have Rosalina. You have um, what's her name? What's her name? What's her name? Uh, the one with the gap tooth. Becky G. Becky G. You have her. You have so many different artists you could have brought in. I feel like you could have still kept this lineup, and you could have brought in. Maybe you could have brought both cultures together. That's something that we have mm-hmm. not seen in the Super Bowl. But I think a time to capitalize on Hispanic community was this recent Super Bowl halftime show. And you could even done that even better and topped it by putting the Hispanic and the black community together. Because that's what LA is, if we're being honest. We're a majority of that. So, I don't know. This this performance wasn't the best, in my opinion. I think the best out of it was Eminem. Um, 50 Cent Surprise Appearance. I told you what I saw. I just saw a bunch of memes on him. It was like when he was hanging down. It was like, this is what I look like when I'm trying to find my charger after I drop it under the bed. <laughs> There's another one where it's like inflation so high, 50 cent turned into $5 like because he gained weight. Like that that was the comedic part that I like. But no, out of this performance, I've seen better. I, I, I'm not happy with the lineup. Um, they do have great artists. I'm not discrediting the artist. Um, I just don't think it was right for the setting as well as the opportunity. They could have cast on a great opportunity with, again, Hispanic or both black and Hispanic. You, and oh, I'll, leave, I'll leave that for you. But um, but 
out of the performance, I, I guess you could say I was only satisfied with Eminem's performance. Mm. I mean, for me, me personally speaking, once again, I didn't watch the game. I didn't watch the halftime show until afterwards. And, I mean, going into it beforehand, I, I, I had already read some articles and stuff, so I, I knew the base of who was going to be there. And for myself, I'm not, you know, fully invested into rap and everything. So to me, it wasn't it wasn't like the craziest thing. It wasn't eye-catching, but I knew it was still at least something popular. It was something, you know, hopefully it would have gone good. Now, I agree with you as well. I'm not going to lie, Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, and the uh, surprise guest of 50 Cent. To me, it was kind of like, okay, so it's, it's, it's like, it's an old hit. And for those that know it, know it. For those that don't, don't. And since I was kind of going off of the YouTube video of the halftime show itself, I was actually letting you know, too. I was like, I was looking at the crowd behind them mm -hmm. to see if they were actually doing something. Because, you know, one of the things you want out of performance is engagement. You want to have the fans, you know, jumping around or like singing or like something, you know, something. I'm not going to lie. When Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre and 50 Cent came in at the start, there wasn't much of a an audience of like you know moving around they kind of just stood there and i mean i understand you know like this is more catered towards older people at least for us right our age it's more like older a throwback people. thing really yeah so and that was that was the one thing i feel like they missed out on compare like they, they they missed out on big time as the nfl and halftime show because you know you want publicity you want things to be spread around you want you know, news, you want stuff, you want something mentioned about the, the halftime show, what better than to advocate, even if it's just a little bit, to to the younger side where they're so tech-savvy, they're so... TikTok, on so man. On Instant TikTok, viral. on social media, like so much stuff that they're putting out. That's why, you know, like, like you mentioned before, putting in like Doja Cat or, mm -hmm. you know, if you want to do something Hispanic and throwing in like Bad Bunny, like I kid you not, those are the kind of people that for a younger audience, someone who is tech savvy or someone who like, you know, is more likely to to give the NFL and to give the halftime show publicity would have had a better like you would have had a higher opportunity doing that with those kind of singers, those kind of, you know, just that whole thing. With this whole like kind of retro style, I feel like it, it, it it's a hit and miss and normally just correlates with the older audience, like I had mentioned before, just because, at least for myself speaking, you know, it's it's Snoop Dogg, it's Dr. Dre. They played the OG songs. I know it because I like I've heard it once in a blue moon, but I don't know the songs for me to for me to be rapping with it, for me to be vibing with it, and enjoying with it. And with Kendrick, same thing goes with what Char said. I don't know Kendrick. I know it was humble, right? I know that song just a little bit more than what he played, but I know Humble is more of a hype song like you were explaining. If Humble had came up, by all means, I would have been hyped up watching the halftime show. And I just feel like for Kendrick, at least, was was just the, the poor song choice. You know? And then as for Mary J. Blige, I'm not going to lie, I don't know her. I don't know her music. I don't know her history and everything. I know... Um, She's well known for the older generation, 
But the only things I do know is as I was working at work and having casual conversations with customers and bringing up the halftime show and everything, whenever somebody had something bad to say, they always had something bad to say about her. And to me, I was like, well, I don't personally know anything about her. I don't know about her music or anything. But they always had something to say bad about her out of the, the six that were the five, because 50 Sound was a surprise guest. So out of the five that were there, they always had something bad to say about her. So I just feel like, you know, any sort of change with having someone else with uh, within her spot would have been good. Now, obviously, at that point, you, you know, Hopefully they would have catered to the younger audience to be able to get more publicity, have at least younger audience also vibe with them and everything. Cause I'm not gonna lie, like I said, I'm not I'm not into the whole rap thing. But even then, like I don't know Eminem the way you do. I don't know his songs and all that. But when he came up, like I was actually vibing with with him and everything. So I was like, I was like, okay, like because <laughs> like, lose yourself. You heard at least one or two yeah. times in your lifetime. But even then, like, you know, it's 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 a good song. It's it's a song that has the beat and everything for you to be like, I might not know it, but it's a good beat. Like it gets me moving, it gets me going, which is good. That's why like Eminem, like, you know, out of all of them, I feel like Eminem would have been would have been my topic too. And now coming down to how you explained it, because you know, I I strongly agree. It would have been the perfect opportunity to have mm-hmm. Latin artists. And, you know, if you wanted to mix in Latin with, um, you know, different races, like mm-hmm. they could have easily thrown in Rosalia with, with The Weeknd and had just that one song play for a part. Like there's so many different opportunities they could have had. So many at least Latin artists that let alone just because they're Latin, you will have a bunch of publicity alone. And I just feel like that was such a big like miss opportunity for that same reason, same reason you explained. So all in all, I just feel like you know they they, they I've seen better, I guess mm-hmm. for know? sure, for sure. I've seen better, and I've enjoyed better. Not to say I didn't enjoy mm-hmm. certain parts. Certain parts were so good. Like I said, the Eminem part I also enjoyed, but. I just feel like when Kendrick came on, I didn't know the song, and I was kind of just like, okay, you know, Kendrick's Kendrick. He can be good, and he can get the good involvement as long as it's songs that, you know, people will know. I didn't know it, so I didn't, you know, I couldn't really go with it. But other than that, like, I just feel like, at least for myself, it could have been better. And just giving more, at least more showtime to certain people and taking back at least a song or two from certain people as well would have been a good good way of of managing songs and and interaction with the audience or even taking, in this case, you know, Mary J. Blige taking her out and putting somebody else in that would have catered to at least the full audience of everyone in that case. On to our next topic. Now... I'm not gonna lie. I saw. I found this article. Read through it. Looked through it. It caught me by surprise, just for the sense of this is to me. This looks amazing, mm, but at well, the same at the same time, I'm scared. <laughs> okay, like, like so. Basically, 
So this scares you, but Elon Musk connecting a disc behind your brain doesn't scare well, you. Listen, like, like, it's because, <laughs> just like you explained earlier, like Elon, like you can trust Elon Musk. <laughs> this is something different. That's this fair, is where I'm kind of like, this is a whole new level. Because at this point, we're using tech, like we're using social media and everything, like, like iPhones with the whole. I forget what it's called, but you know. To, to unlock the phone with the face, face and, yeah so it's like everything you know that's where i'm like you know freaked out so basically an art a brazilian artist i'm gonna try not you know i'm gonna try my best to say his name hidrelei leli diallo or you know something like that mm-hmm. so this artist Dayo. sorry no you're good so the artist went and used a lot of applications such as photoshop and separate applications within a mobile device as face app gradient and remini and what he did was he got a lot of like animated characters and created like real life human portraits as people like you know what is it mo sizzler mm-hmm. from from the simpsons and just that alone like you can't tell me if you look at that, like that portrait of, of that person, that's that you, creepy. That you, that you wouldn't <laughs> assume this is like like a real person, because I know your initial reaction when I showed you this, you were like, no, that's that, that's real people, and it, it wasn't until I explained to you like the application mm-hmm. and everything that he used, but like he's going on and he's using like Aladdin, he's using, you know, the, the uh, guy from Up. Yeah, these look like, like pictures of people. That's the crazy and that's the thing part. is like yeah like. Oh, like, like, it's just, it's, it's her <laughs> Dude, she, alone. The Maribel in person really does look like someone they told me that looks like Maribel. And uh, now I can't unsee it now that that's, you have an in-person version. But that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's, it's so, it's, to me, it's scary because, you know, as you scroll through this article. Like, you, that one's too accurate. Yeah. You just see, and you're, you're like, oh, like, I, I, I would casually see somebody that looks just like this. Like, you know, down, like crossing down the street, down in LA, like, like, oh, like to me, like, like I said, this is fascinating. This is amazing because, you know, way back when you would think, as you're watching an animated show like The Simpsons, like you know, oh, Popeye, Goku these, in person, you're uh. like, yeah, like I want to see, <laughs> you know, I want to see these characters. I want to see my favorite characters, like, in real life. Like, I wonder what they look like. Conjuro. <laughs> yeah, like with the scar, like, dude, like, oh my, I, I don't want to geek out another, but it's just. It's it's amazing, but at the same time, it's so scary because who knows what could happen with this kind of technology, you know? Because if they're doing something like with animated characters, now who's to say they can't get stuff out of real people? And now all of a sudden, you know, they're using your face ID at a different side of the country, different side of the world for something private, you know? that's where i get scared of and i'm kind of like with how fast technology is growing how we mentioned earlier who knows where this is gonna go who knows who's gonna take advantage of this like you know it's 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 scary and i mean I, i don't have much more besides just geeking out with how like how realistic these pictures look but at the same time like i just can't get that thought in the back of my head I was just, you know. 
I'm not going to lie. I don't know if I buy this or not. I feel like someone just took pictures of people who look like they're dressed like for like a cosplay thing and then put them there. Like, oh, this looks like this person. And then made a, I don't know. Because it's like, this is, it's, it just seems so unreal. You I just get feel me? like. Like man, I'm trying to find the rational answer. I feel like there's too much detail into each character, like each real life portrait for me to, to say that that's not like created. Because uh-huh. you, I mean, like, unless it's just by coincidence, sheer coincidence that there's, there's, you know, there's a human being that has every little, like, outline and everything that you would expect from someone to look like Mo and so on and so forth for each and every, you know, person here. Like, for example, like, I, you know, I forget her name, but just seeing that alone, like, you can't tell me if you were to look at her animated and, and like, the real life portrait. That you wouldn't think this is exactly what she would look like, because they're going down to the they're going down to the wrinkles to like the, I know I know to I know, everything. Know, so that's what I'm saying. Like I feel like it's too fine detailed and too precise for it not to be animated, not to be edited or created in that sense. It's just crazy the fact that someone could paint that good to me as well. Because <laughs> that looks like a real picture of someone on the left of Mulan, the Asian girl. Uh-huh. That looks like someone took a picture of her. I feel like I'm not gonna lie. I feel like I, I could tell that I, I personally feel like this could be very much like AI animated. Like, um, I had an example in my head. Like, I forgot what company it was, but they were making like a, a visual AI kind of like Siri, and it's not it's not a the Samsung one either, but I like, oh, that's what it is. So there's um. I don't know if it's a game or if it's a website where there's an AI and she looks like an Asian descent. And whenever, like, you know, you type something and you send it through, she responds back. But she's like, she, she responds like she's talking. The thing is, like, her face within that, it looks realistic, but it's an AI. So that's why, like, to me, like, I thought back to then and then seeing the picture, like the picture looks like she like like it's an AI. But I can also understand where you feel like that's that's, that's a human being. That's a real human. I know this just this shit gets crazy for me sometimes. No, but I mean hey to me this one's the most I'm just kinda like it's it's that, a perfect yeah, resemblance. Yeah, no, but hey, honestly, I just think that that's crazy. One, two, I seen iRobot, I know how this could turn out. <laughs> Um, three, they already got robots that move like humans. So all it takes is whoever this artist is to one day be like, you know what? Let's take these robots that already move like humans and use AI intelligence to make it look like humans. And imagine you could be going on a Tinder date with a robot. Like that's fucking crazy to me. But I don't know. It's just like this is definitely cool, freaky. This is very cool, freaky. But on the bright side, which is a huge bright side, maybe if disney looks at this person's portrait they can actually cast good people for whenever they do live films <laughs> that actually, that, look, that, like that the actually people. look like the characters exactly. so you know this this could work out you know now all the live films we get now we could actually get people that actually like look if it does not look like this guy do not cast him you know so what you're saying is Disney, Warner Bros, anybody, if it wants to make a go ahead film, and hire this this hire Brazilian this person. person. Have them do the AI live portraits, and you will be just fine with your casting. Just walk around. No, 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 no. Yes, come here. You know. 
<laughs> but nah, this is cool. Freaky, but on the bright side, all the live film adaptations from cartoons can be just good. Mm. You know what? Going from here, you know, we're, let's continue the whole movie theme. So you only just found out recently mm. about the new Doctor Strange trailer. And, That's crazy. And I had I had come upon a TikTok uh a bit before the second trailer actually came out and i'm not sure i, I don't think i'm gonna show it just because it is spoilers at that point mm-hmm. um but all in all the tiktok was just displaying so when a new movie comes out and you're able well, to like, talk about it is, is it gonna be spoilers i'm not gonna say like names or not i'm just gonna oh. kind of give a description of, of what the tiktok has but i'm not gonna give fine details of it because oh, i wanted to hop point, in conspiracy theories <laughs> honestly like we could we could we could probably make our like a, a whole separate episode kind of thing if it's just conspiracy theories and and names and everything depends on how far well we can we can we can, we can, we can i was gonna say we can come back <laughs> next time you know within this week but um so within the uh within the video when a new movie comes out and it's supposed to be registered into like Cinemark in that case, right? Movie theater companies. Um, the TikTok displays a company, a movie company, putting into detail names of actors that are within the movie. And the person that made the TikTok managed to catch the, or, you know, parts of the cast and the release date and all that kind of stuff and put it out to the world, right? So the TikTok basically gives you a good handful of which actors will be returning, which actors will be joining, you know, which actors basically got select, whatever, right? So it just, it gives you a handful of actors that are now within this movie and it gave us a date. Now, like I said, this was right before the second trailer came out. So now that the second trailer came out, there's a little more of a rearrangement within dates, if I'm correct. Mm-hmm. But, um... What I wanted to talk to you about was the trailer. Because like I said, you only just figured that out about today because I showed you. But the trailer came out, I believe, last week. And I just want to know what you think. Because I feel like the second trailer, is, it's so widespread that you'd have to live under a rock to not have seen the trailer. I guess I was under a rock for a bit. <laughs> thanks asshole anyways um but no honestly i'm not gonna lie i just felt a caffeine crash right now oh uh, <laughs> but no what i was gonna get to is the fact that i have so many theories on it just from the trailer alone i'm not surprised from that leak you showed me that they did that because they did that actually before with the amazing well the the spider-man the recent one that came out hmm. where they literally showed the no cast and they yeah and they showed the names and that's how i knew exactly that andrew garfield and Tobey mcguire was going to be in that spider-man movie because they showed the names so i'm not surprised it happened again i i don't know if this is purposeful drops for anticipation maybe make people want to go see it or if this is unintentional um but I will say, though, that more than likely it's unintentional because if we were to check out that website, we won't be able to find it. Just like with the one with Spider-Man, I mm. want to go check out the website after I just saw that and I couldn't find it. I did so, that. Yeah, see? So, yeah, that's why... I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, 
I'm hoping it comes out really great. Like I know it's gonna be. Um, there's a lot of things I anticipate with it. As for leaks, I love leaks. Leaks make my conspiracy seem realistic or not. And I know we can't say too much because then spoilers, but I will say that I already have so many different theories and all that just because of the fact that, man, I, I follow the comics so crazy. <laughs> so just seeing things piece up, I'm like, yep, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, this is going to happen. And then just seeing the cast alone, uh, my theories are going to happen. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Like Marvel have been, they've been kicking ass. They they've been they've been pushing and they've been doing really good with these past movies that they've came out with. I was surprised, man. I thought that after Endgame, how, where the hell can they take this? And they took mm-hmm, it. They took mm-hmm. it many different places. Yeah, many different places. They they took it with their movies, series, like, and now even the series and shows are, like, parts of it are getting implemented into movies as well, and kind of continuing the dialogue from there. Um, like within within the trailer, at least the, the first trailer, um, it was kind of already known that Doctor Strange was going to go and get in contact with Wanda, and the little part of the conversation came up, and and that whole situation that happened within WandaVision of her being in her own like what was the word? Um, I guess just her own little bubble. Mm-hmm. Like they they even mentioned it. So to me, like it's it's cool that. They're bringing, they're incorporating both the shows and the movies, and they're putting them together, and they're continuing the history, the history and the dialogue and everything going on. But I just feel like there's so much to pick within the trailers, and I know that they do this on purpose because they don't give you too much for you to know what's going on, but they give you so many different hints of every, like so many different scenes for you to go, okay, is that at the start? Is that at the end? Is it in the middle? Like. We're like, when does this come in? Blah blah blah. The theories, okay. What theory can I introduce with this and that? Like, there's just so much that goes on. But I feel like the same way with uh, No Way Home for Spider Man. There was so many theories. There was so many like, so much thrown out to you that like you were like, I need to know or I need to see this. That after seeing the movie, you're like, there's so much going on. There's so much action. There's so much stuff but at the same time everything is pieced together everything is put perfectly into their puzzle and the movie came out phenomenal i personally think mm-hmm. right? no, definitely top one for sure mm-hmm. and that's why for me like seeing as how they were able to incorporate the stories they were, they were able to just set everything out figure everything out the plot and everything i feel like if if it was if it was so hard for me to think about it for No Way Home, I don't even want to think about it for Doctor Strange. I feel like that's even further into it. But I know Marvel as a, as a company as a brand, they already know what they're doing. They've already, I mean, at this point, you know, they've already been producing and, and doing it for for some time now. But it's like they know the end result. They know what they're trying to go for, and they know exactly how to set it up. I hope this isn't considered spoiler or spoiler or conspiracy theory. It is a theory. It is a theory for sure. But it was in the trailer, so I feel like I could talk about it. Dude, at the end of that trailer, with that one guy at the end, again, I couldn't tell what villain that was or what character that was. But if that was symbiotes surrounding him, 
I'm telling you, they're bringing in Noel. He didn't look like Noel, though, because he looked way too old, and he didn't look at least a little bit buff. But, you know, Marvel sometimes does their casting good, sometimes doesn't. <laughs> so I'm not surprised if, you know, they didn't cast her. But, dude, I'm telling you, the, one, the moment Eternals came out and the moment the multiverse got introduced, I said, and the moment we have Thor coming out and the confirmed villain for Thor happens to be the same person who holds the same weapon as Noel, I'm like, dude, Noel's coming, which is basically a hundred times stronger than Thanos. And not even a hundred times stronger. This this dude's fucking evil. Pure evil. So it's like I'm I'm ready to see Marvel take a dark path. Cause it goes a dark path. Mm. I'm ready to see. I hope Marvel takes this dark path. They don't, you know, sugar things up just because, you know, they have kids. Like, fuck that. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. But sometimes you gotta follow a comic as it is. Stop trying to convey to every audience. But no. I, I'm I'm excited and I hope to see where they're gonna take it. Now seeing that they own Fox, they own they own Fox, what's they own? The they're still working on Sony. I don't know if they're still gonna have Spider Man because Sony's being a little conflict, but they own Fox. So now knowing that they own Fox, Fox has a lot of rated R type of heroes within them, from Deadpool to Wolverine, all that kind of stuff. I hope that they use those characters well in this Marvel Cinematic Universe because now there's even theories about them being introduced in that movie. Um, I hope they use them well and don't strip the character of their origin. Mm. But so far, seems like a dope movie. Can't wait to watch. Yeah, and I mean, and, and we were talking about the lineup for, for movies that are coming out later this year too, and it's like, Morbius is coming out, and I know, I have, or at least, you know, from theories and skepticals and stuff that they want to introduce him into the the multiverse because i forgot I, f I forgot what movie it was i'm not sure if it was the spider-man or which one exactly but they're already within the universe so like when the movie he's in morbius, venom's universe yeah so so they yeah so it's like when more the movie morbius comes out it's like there's another integration into that right the new thor the, the new Love thor movie's coming out as well uh i believe in july so it's like there's that as well. It's like there, there's so many interesting movies that are coming out that each one like obviously is going to have their own story, their own plot. But all in the end, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised and I would actually expect for Marvel to go and piece everything back together, like strand everything back together. You know. We're starting all over. It took 10, 10 12 years to get to Thanos. It's going to take another 10, 12 years to get to the main villain. No, watch, just watch. All right, well, so, so you know, so much for our little geek out again. Obviously, we, we couldn't say too much. We couldn't give exact names and stuff. Just I gave keep names. It, keep it spoiler free. <laughs> well, I know, to a certain extent, but, yeah, yeah, but yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, just don't want to give too much spoilers in case anyone, you know, doesn't want any spoilers or anything. But uh, moving on. So our last topic, we I had actually found an article, and sadly I wasn't able to recover it and uh, get back to it. But the article was mentioning how it's cheaper to go to Disneyland mm -hmm. or was it Disney World? Disneyland, because they said Anaheim. Anaheim has Disneyland. so yeah. So it's cheaper to go to Disneyland in Paris than it is in Anaheim here in. California. California. Yeah. Everything's cheaper than California. And running the numbers, like I'm not gonna lie, within the article and, and you said this exactly, is 
uh, the person that made the article, they're trying to live lavish. They're trying to live bougie. They were, so for the Anaheim, I'm going to try to try and go based off memory, based off numbers. Um, for Anaheim, they had gone for three days. Three or was it five? I said five. So five and the next one was seven, right? So they had put five-day trip to the cheapest hotel nearby Anaheim being... It was on Disney's site. Uh, it was, what was it, 350 a day? Uh, a night yeah 350 or 450 so all in all going in with tickets for for disneyland for the hotel and that's just like just the base coverage no not covering any extra Food. meals or anything came out to about four thousand seven hundred yeah it was 450 then that'll make more better so sense on the math. Yeah, four thousand six hundred kind yeah. of yeah so around there and I, right now i'm just rounding up because i don't remember like the precise numbers However, for Paris, they had selected a seven-day trip, seven-day adventure kind of thing, um, with tickets included and the hotel coming down to 2.2000 and, was it 2007, 2008 total? No, no, no. It was, it, it was... It was less than half, so it was two thousand three hundred, two thousand two hundred, mm-hmm. and then we on our our own on our own side we searched up how much the tickets were, round trip there and back from LAX to Paris, ranges max was uh, six hundred and seventy, right? So so realistically to go to Paris and spend a week long week long trip at Disneyland, <laughs> you're spending just about six thousand. 6900 almost 3000 You're basically saving yourself 2000 give or take, from going going to Disneyland in Paris then to go to Disneyland here in Anaheim. Now, that was our initial kind of conversation we wanted to go with, but then with the loss of the, the article and everything and not being able to refer everything, um, we did want to mention instead the price difference from Disneyland today to Disneyland 10 years ago. And that took us a little bit of time to research, a little bit of bouncing back and forth, different results. And it's actually quite, I mean, it's surprising. So back in 2010, a regular ticket was $3.50 with the, what was it? Average minimum wage was... A dollar twenty-five. Yeah, so it was a dollar. It was a dollar twenty-five at the time at two thousand ten. I think it was just a dollar. It was one twenty-five. Because I remember when the for it was a dollar seventy-five. That's what it was. Hmm. Nonetheless, right? So, so the, the way we thought about it was okay. So back back in two thousand ten, you worked a what was it a a part-time shift, six hours, that's paying you two, three, two, three different trips, uh-huh. right? But nowadays, you have to work, how, how long did you say? You have to work a week, full week? Uh, what, was the, what was the one for today? Do you have that one still open or no? What do you mean? So a, a bear... Oh, do this right here. It's a dollar... 
This this was from 2010. That's what I was going off of. Oh, my bad. So, oh no, this is 1971. That's what I'm saying. We're referencing 1971. Mm. Yeah, so 1971, it was $1.60. Not $1.75, my bad. So it was $1.60. And then you said it was $3, right, for Disneyland ticket? Mm. Uh, $3.50. $3.50? So yeah, I was basically saying that within, within only about two hours, okay, three hours, really, of working, you can buy a trip to Disneyland. Mm-hmm. But versus what was the one for federal? For for, for uh, we said ten years later, so we said two thousand, right? We had put twenty twenty one. That was okay. last year. Okay. Oh yeah. So federal minimum wage it was eight. So for so uh, federal minimum wage for two thousand ten was eight. Got it. That's where you're getting the eight from. So the average ticket today. Average ticket today, plane one ticket, no park hopping. No parking. Just yeah. take it out alone. Depending on the day, we'll range you from 104 to 120, 140. And that's just plane ticket, no park hopping, no park, nothing. All right. Now, minimum wage today, right here, you have to work at least a week, give or take, just to get the one trip, the one, the one bear trip. So... You know, for for us, it kind of just caught us. It, it, it hit us with curiosity, which is why we we looked into it ourselves and we wanted to see the difference between ten years ago, back in two thousand ten, and technically eleven years ago at this point, two thousand ten, and last year's twenty twenty one, with prices of today being twenty two, and just also receiving that information of the initial pricing of Disneyland tickets back in nineteen seventy one. Now, obviously, you know, the economy and currency has been growing and changing ever since. So pricing has been different because if you could imagine in today's time having pricing like before, like everything would be cheap. Everything like you would be able to. A hundred dollars would take you a long way. Like you, you, could, you could work for a week or two or for a month, travel all over the world for time. Like that would that would that'd be amazing, but then again, economy and money just that doesn't work. It that doesn't it wouldn't even work out that way. But I don't know. It's just interesting seeing how back then, obviously, you know, the other thing you could see it as is there wasn't as many as many rides as many things you could enjoy, so it, it was understandable for the pricing to be at what it was. Compared to now, where there's so many different rides, there's so many different attractions, there's like the food places, there's, you know, all these different things to where you have all these different attractions that at some point, whether it's one thing or there's more, a customer will be attracted to it no matter what. Nowadays, you see a lot of people proposing there. Nowadays, you see a lot of people going and taking families, you know, going on on trips and and that's the other thing as family trips then and now right taking a, a casual family of four now you're looking at a hefty price you're looking at you know give or take five to six hundred on just the bare basic ticket today back then shoot we said what 
I'll say you shoot a good 50 bucks. That's parking, that's gas, like, everything. And that, that's, that's, that's what, week's work? Mm-hmm. You haven't been chilling. But that's the thing. It's just, you know. What do you think it is, though? You think it's Disney? You think it's California? You think it's the economy that makes this influctuation in price? I think it's... I'm curious to see how much does Disney World tickets cost? I was saying, I think it's all three, actually. For, for me. Because, uh-huh. obviously, California... And, all three collectively. But yeah. I, I think, what, what do you think is the main, main factor? The, the main derivative of causing that price point? Because I kind of want to see Disney World and then Disney Paris again and see that, those tickets difference in price versus here in anaheim because mm-hmm. i mean california alone is just very expensive we're being honest like it's expensive mm-hmm. dude that's why i'm curious like is it disney disney obviously for sure the most expensive thing just because they got so big and popular it's like it's, oh yeah it's we're charging a premium itself. yeah it's, it's like it's apple. a premium disney's a premium no matter what mm-hmm. it's like apple you're paying for the product you're paying for that brand you're going because of that brand universal Same samsung way. disney's apple <laughs> yeah, yeah basically like how you want to see it so yeah and that's what i was gonna say is is like you know disneyland california i feel like both of them I, to me i feel like both of them are, are equally tied mm-hmm. for that same reason because obviously you want to come to california you want to come down to la because it's a tourist attraction it brings mm-hmm. people all over the world but at the same time just as as as, as it is with apple disney is like you're paying for that brand you're paying for that location that's why it's such a tourist attraction. That's why there's so many different like attractions, so many different things you can do. That's why it uh, Disneyland at least caters for at least one thing each person. If they love rides, perfect. You know, if they love walking around and seeing like sightseeing, perfect. If they want to make a, a, a great memory, perfect. You know, there's so many different things that Disney provides. It's just I feel like at that point you're, you're paying for both Disney and california because of where it's located and the brand itself yeah no location's key on that part for sure just because disney's smart with their locations they make sure they go to tourist sites but at the same time that's overpriced mm-hmm. <laughs> i told you how much i spent but that's because it was like a, a deal really socal residents monday through friday only so obviously there's contingencies but yeah i don't know what do you I feel like Six Flags so far out of all theme parks has stayed the same on fair pricing. For sure. Mm-hmm. They've definitely stayed on fair pricing. Disney, they got cocky. They're like, yeah, put more money on it. Universal, I do think they've gone up just a bit. They're, they're slowly getting Yeah, up. yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but they're still not crazy expensive like Disney. But no, for sure, Six Flags, I think it's by far has stayed the most efficient to middle-income slash low-income families to enjoy. Mm-hmm. Just, it's obviously not attraction it's more for rides yeah i mean then then personally speaking like i haven't gone in more than 10 plus years so to disney or six to, to disney okay and to me it's kind of like i haven't gone since then i honestly don't remember my trip as a kid so for me it would be like a new experience for me it's kind of like don't know what to expect in the sense of going and being there with universals i haven't gone in another six eight years i i'm not gonna lie like i preferred universals for the longest over disneyland because of the pricing for disneyland and mm. to me because i am the kind of person like 
I love walking around. I love sightseeing, but at the same time, I love rides. That's why I, I that's why I picked Six Flags to begin with because I love getting on rides. Mm-hmm. So, but now it's kind of like I've been I've I've had the past for a year. Now you know not much new. I've ridden everything that I'm able to, and I'm kind of like okay now I kind of want to move to something else. But um, I don't know. I just feel like for for Disneyland. I would probably go with that same deal that you were talking about, just for that the three days, and that's about it. See you for, for a year, and then not come back until like a few years later. I was gonna say, what's the max you would spend? Slash, you think you would spend versus the average consumer for Disney trip? I, I'm not gonna say the amount of days. Just what's the max you would spend? And okay, if I'll put it certain days, let's just say three days. Three days, for example, but any day of the week. Three days, any day of the week. This is excluding hotel. This is simply Disney putting a ticket price. What is the max you would spend for those three days? That you would say this is overpriced, this is fair, and this is cheap. Mm. Three days by myself. Bear. Um... Honestly, I would probably give myself a budget between eight, eight to a thousand, just for covering for tickets, place I'm gonna stay, food, any you know toys, gifts, whatever I want to get. Cause Disneyland, it's like here's all these different things you can mm-hmm. get. Get as much as you want. Get as, you know, we have varieties of everything. I'm not spending shit. Yeah. Trust me. No, no, no. Trust me. But, but that's <laughs> yeah, the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I know you. That, that's why, yeah. like, for myself, and, and I've told you, it was like, to you me, go get a lightsaber? I want to get a lightsaber. <laughs> yeah, like, I want to have that experience of getting one. Pointless, pointless, mm-hmm. you know, thing to get. But to me, it's just like. In the moment. Yeah, why not? In the moment with what I grew up with. Like, to me, it's going to kind of, like, rekindle what I, like, what I felt and what I had as a kid. So for me, it's going to be a memory. But like, that is why I'm giving myself that extra budget because I know those are worth, like those those cost like hundreds. So it's like, I have to give myself some sort of balance. Now that doesn't mean I'm going to max it out. You know, I'm going to spend every penny because mm-hmm. that's also not what I do. You know, I try to minimize as much as I can, go for the cheapest, cheapest day, cheapest hotel, like, you know. Okay, so ticket price alone. What do you think is cheap, fair, and expensive? Ticket price alone. For three not, days not or for one day? Not what you're going to spend, but ticket price alone for them to sell to you. Mm. Any day. I know Disneyland doesn't go under the 100. Okay. So. Cheapest, I would, cheapest, and and, and I'm saying with tax. So okay. all in all. Okay, right? yeah, cool. So. Cheapest, probably 125. Middle, 145. The most, well, probably 160. I wouldn't You think spe- 160 would be expensive for a Disney ticket? And, and, but, but should- we're, we're about like probably a year and two months away from being 160 per ticket. It probably is 160. You said it's 160 right now, didn't you? Huh? You said it was like 140, 160 right now? For what? A Disneyland ticket? No. I was like, so lowest. I found bear, bear, bear ticket and everything, 104. Mm, okay. 104. On a weekend, still bear ticket, just, just on a weekend, it was like 128. 
but then it also comes down to are you doing uh, like within holidays mm-hmm. like is it yeah, a holiday yeah. time is it a weekend are events going is on? it an event is there um ticket sales or is there some sort of deal going on like you know all these have to all these factors take into place but for me for my own personal ticket just one ticket i don't think i would spend more than 150 okay max but even then i still wouldn't want to get that high because i know universals was also like isn't it like 120 130 last time you went i don't know honestly Mm -hmm. but okay what do you think the average person would spend on a Disneyland ticket that would be considered cheap, expensive, fair. I think the average person for cheap for Disneyland, I think they're willing to go cheap as 130. For fair, I think they're willing to go as moderate as 165. Expensive, I don't think they're going to consider expensive until it gets to $200. I don't think they'd get to expensive until it's like 210. Yeah. I would yeah. I, w- I would go through basically what you went through. The two's got to be in the front. 230s, for sure. 240s. 260, 270, and then, I mean, 130, 140, 160, 170, and then 210, 220 at that point. Because then again, like, those people, like, either they're traveling, so they're already like, I want to go to Disney. I don't Mm -hmm. care what it is. I want to go to Disney. Take my card. Exactly. Exactly. And 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 that's the scary part. But, you know, that's where I feel like, for myself, that's what I would spend. And then for a normal consumer... What the, like what their budget would be? I mean, besides that, I think that was it for the day, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, we're we're all good. We hit it with a uh, six, six and a half, seven topics. What was that? Well, this the, oh, the, the okay, extra okay, the extra okay, Disney okay. stuff. Okay. All right then. Other than that, I just experienced a caffeine crash, you guys. Um, but Nadia, you want to close this out? Yeah. So hopefully you guys see us again. If you guys don't see anything by the 24th, no, it's Charles. Uh, hit him up, DM him, blame him. If this doesn't even get up for this you to see this. the 24th. What is it? But I'm saying if, okay, if it's okay, not, okay. then, you know, Put in the we, we know who to blame. <laughs> but we're, we're trying to get back onto it. Uh, we, we have content that have been, we've, we've recorded content. That's just sat there. So we're just going to go back. We're going to see what's outdated so we can figure out what we can and cannot use. We still have one guest video that we've had previously. We just weren't able to find it at first. So we need to edit that and get that out for you guys as well. Um, other than that, still trying to get back into finding um, finding more guests. Currently, we're both going through more changes in life, whether it's jobs, housing, career, all just, types of it yeah so so you know forgive us for any hiccups forgive us for any uh, missing weeks or something like we're, you yeah. know we're still trying to work ourselves out especially now with changing schedules and everything so still trying to work things out we might relocate we might relocate we might move things around once we get a finite time date stuff like that we'll let you know but for now it's kind of like watch as we go exactly so once again we'll try to give you guys as much content as we can get as much out there as we can and keep you guys occupied with what we have so far but other than that my name is Adio, and my name is charles and you just tuned in to new age podcast peace